Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Again to the Bread and Circuses podcast. I'm Rooster here with Crow. Hello, it's nice to join you once again, Rooster. Okay, cool. I don't really know what to do with that. All right, what do you call it when you're not intersectional? What do you when you're like anti-intersectionality Racist. and all this? Bigot. Homophobe. All Misogynist. That yeah. Okay. All right. Well. You're going to have that on full display tonight, right? Probably, yeah. Because with what we're talking about. Uh, first thing we want to get into is this. Do we want to do these in the order I got here? Sure, yeah. Okay. So Crow wants to talk about drag kids. <laughs> um, fascinating, fascinating subject. No, it's it's sickening. Yes, too tell. Yeah, it's fucking sickening. There's uh, these two kind of prominent kids that have popped up in the last... I don't know, 16 months or so. Lactatia and... Desmond is the other one. So Desmond is amazing is the, is the I don't know if it says Facebook page or YouTube channel. I've actually never been there, never watched it. I've only seen videos about him. Um, he is, let's take a look here. Um, Desmond. He's an 11-year-old. So uh, he came, he's... An 11-year-old that likes to dress up, his his mother and I don't know if his father, I don't know what the deal is, put him out there as a as a an 11 or 10-year-old drag queen. And he's been all over the talk show circuits, and he comes across as, as stunted emotionally, you know, to me. Well, it says here on his site, because I'll go there. All right. Because uh, I don't have as much hate in my heart as you do. Desmond... Well, I'm not even going to pronounce this lesson. Napoles? A.K.A. Desmond is Amazing is a performer, drag kid, award-winning LGBTQ advocate. Did In LGBTQ, did they Where's just, the plus, bigots? Did they just other a bunch of people? They did. They didn't add the plus. Advocate, outspoken gay youth. Let's point out again, he's 10. I mean, that's another thing. You don't call a 10-year-old gay. Yeah. Uh, editorial model, public speaker, founder of his own drag house, fashion designer, muse, and yeah. Icon. And now his parents are putting out a GoFundMe because they can't, they don't have time to work because they're facilitating um, all of uh, Desmond's um, um, appearances and whatnot. So they're basically pimping him out. Okay, hang on. Okay, I'm getting ahead shit. of myself, aren't hang I? Hang on to your shit because right. this one's going to send you over the edge. <sighs> We're going to put a thermometer on Crow's forehead right now and watch it ping all the way to the top most importantly he's an inspiration to many and a representation of hope for the future to come oh awesome so i guess we have to look forward to normalizing pedophilia fucking awesome love it a listing of desmond's and that's me being not you know what i better fuck but that's me being facetious and being sickened by it i'm i'm that's disgusting okay yeah move on um as if you couldn't tell about the tone of my voice. Yeah, well, unfortunately, nowadays you have to tell people. Like, right. The internet needs to Well, if to they transcribe what I just said, they go, Crow, when, when you know when my trial starts, be like, Crow said, that's awesome. Pedophilia is the future. That's why when you say anything, you know, sarcastic or anything, you have to do it in a voice yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my sarcastic voice wasn't even bad enough. Yeah. So I'm looking up lactation now. So anyways, la um he's being pimped out by his parents because, you know, that and they they quit their jobs because they see him being their their um uh, bank right now. And it's the latest on him. This is why I'm bringing it up now because this has been going on for a while now, but here's the latest. Uh 11-year-old drag queen dances for dollar bills in gay bar. This is from the this report is from Breitbart, uh, December 19th, uh, 2018, uh, by John Nolte. An 11-year-old boy known as Desmond is Amazing danced on stage at a New York gay bar while grown men tossed dollar bills at him. 
the pre-adolescent boy dressed in drag to imitate singer Gwen Stefani pranced around the stage at Brooklyn's $3 bill in LGBT, where's the plus bigots, bar, described as queer-owned and operated, and Brooklyn's premier queer bar and performance venue. Uh, There is a video here, and I don't even know if I want to click it. I wouldn't. Because it's... Oh, fuck. Yeah, I can't. I mean, it's a picture of him dressed up. And it's, it's... Yeah, he's dressed up like Gwen Stefani in one of her... Uh, she's a singer. Uh, one of her, it's it's okay. I can't even describe it. It's like kind of pseudo cheerleader outfit, but then it's got, but then it's got like these studded leather straps as like, uh, like it was almost like he's wearing a bra underneath the cutoff top that has like a studded leather. It's fucking disgusting. Um, you know what? I'm gonna click play. We're going to describe what I'm seeing here. Curtains are opening. And he's strutting out on stage. Oh, they're already throwing dollar... Oh, no. Yeah, they're already throwing dollar bills and flowers out for him. Yeah, he's lip-syncing to it. Okay. Okay, now he just peeled off the uh, the dress he had over his outfit. So his outfit is now like track pants and a crop top with the, like I said, the studded leather bra underneath it. Um, and yeah, they're, they're oh, they're hand, not only are they tossing him bills, they're handing them to him. So, so, oh my God, dude, if you were watching this, I can't, I gotta stop. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. So, I gotta show you something. Oh my god. Here's Lactatia with Lactatia's mom. And that's not her uh, Lactatia's dad in drag? Nope. Because it looks like a dude in drag. Because there's Lactatia's mom mm. putting makeup on her. I think they haven't her. promoted Lactatia because the name is so offensive. I think Desmond is amazing, is so life affirming. I think that's why that. Desmond is the one that's getting all the attention now. Look, I'm, I'm not the kind of person to tell someone how to live their life. You go do what you want to do, but it's, to it's me, child abuse. To me, Lactatia looks like mom is using. I'm gonna say him as a is. as a dress up as a, doll as a proxy because mom's doing the cosplay stuff too. Yeah. Well, I want to finish this story. For reasons that suddenly make sense, the bar enforces a strict ban on cell phone usage. One Yelp reviewer wrote that the bar makes you put your phone into a locked magnet pouch at the door so it can't be used while there. You can slip it in your pocket but can't get into the pouch. Another explained it this way. The club puts our phones in these locked sleeves which we could carry around the club. The first to report this... The first to report this about the sexual exploitation of this child was a YouTuber named... Uh, Yosef Ozia, who connected all the dots based on Yelp reviews. As you can see in the video, this 11-year-old boy is dressed in drag and prancing around wearing a tank top as grown men cheer and throw money. It's not just a tank top. It's a crop top. His belly is showing, and like I said, he's wearing a studded like a studded black leather bra underneath something under it. In even creepier news, Desmond is Amazing has been celebrated by the establishment media. The Daily Beast and NBC News have both gushed over what can only be described as the sexual exploitation of a child. According to LifeSite, ABC's Good Morning America recently devoted a segment to the boy during during which his cross-dressing was celebrated as an example of individuality and his parents were praised for their support of his drag hobby. The Daily Wire reports that this exploitation has been going on for years. Quote, when Desmond was just six years old, he was featured in a music video with drag queen and season six winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, Jinx Monsoon. As a fourth grader, the child was used to advance the LGBT agenda, giving a speech at New York City's Pride in 2017, unquote. According to Desmond's biography, he came out as a homosexual when he was born. Here's a... Here's a little quotation. Desmond was born in June 2007 during the NYC Pride Week at St. Vincent's Hospital, Manhattan. As he tells it, this means that he, 
quote, is a member of the village people by default, he, unquote. He has also claimed that he, quote, came out of the closet when he was born, unquote. Desmond has a loving family and lives in New York City with his father, mother, and many pets. He also has an older sister. Desmond's nickname at home is Desi. In the same write-up, though, Desmond's parents claim they are just letting him do what he wants, that a therapist told them that this is healthy. In other words, if he enjoys dressing like a girl, being an LGBT icon, and performing in drag, let him. But it also says this, Although he wants everyone to express themselves as genuinely as possible, he is concerned about the growing trend of young teen and child drag performers to dress or act overly sexy or provocatively. Doesn't seem too concerned to me. Yeah, when he's doing it, it's okay. Much like their adult counterparts, he feels that it sends the wrong message about all young drag performers and results in added aggression, bullying, and hatred. Oh, so no, he's only worried about straight people, the normies, because that it makes them go uh, be like me. Like me. He's worried about me being aggressive and bullying and hating. Um, so he's not worried about all the fucking pervs uh, that are going to you know, be basically raping him. Because you know that's going to, if it hasn't happened already, it's going to. And he's going to be fucking hooked on ketamine because that's a huge party, a gay party drug. Um, uh, You know, as a matter of fact. Why do you have so much ketamine? As a matter of fact, I actually, the reason I said ketamine is because I think he actually admitted he tried ketamine. He's an 11-year-old. Why do you have so much gay hate? Hey, fuck you, Rooster. (laughs) So, um, Uh, just, I mean, this is almost over with this. No, this, no you can't. I'm not this, gay. This article. <laughs> uh, okay. He feels that it sends the wrong message about all young drag performers and results in added aggression, bullying, and hatred, not only from society, but within the LGBTQ community itself. Although an often controversial topic, he would personally like to see more young people discovering a drag style that speaks to their personal truth but is at the same time more age appropriate. So in public, Desmond is presented as a child just doing what he loves, but in a healthy way that is not overly sexual or provocative, in a manner that is age appropriate. But at gay bars where your phone recording devices are disabled upon entry, 11-year-old Desmond's parents have him dancing around the stage in a tank top to crop top, while grown men hoot, holler, throw in hand money. According to my watch, the second coming is already 10 minutes late. That's the quote from this um, author. So... This, this is wrong and on so so many levels. Uh, and I've noticed Netflix also has a bunch of uh, uh, shows that are promoted that are drag shows. So they have uh, uh, drag queen competition shows. They have a cartoon uh, about super powered uh, uh, drag queens. Yeah, see, I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't care about you want to have drag queens and TV shows for them and all that. I don't but, care. But you, if a if a nine year old kid and we we said this in a previous podcast. I mean, when when did you when did you know at what age? Like, I'm not like reacted to people like knew that you were heterosexual. I don't recall actually. I but it wasn't it wasn't when I was nine or ten. I mean, I may have. Well, you probably had some sort of crush on. Uh, I had a crush on like a. When I was in grade school, to crush on a female, uh, like teaching assistant. Yeah, I did too, but I, I can't. Honestly but I didn't expect it. I didn't think it was sexual though. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I yeah. mean, like, when were you? It's like you like, wanted to be around them, and but you didn't think about you. You didn't know. You didn't think about it sexually. Yeah, but like I said before, I wanted to be around my, my, you know, boyfriends. My, uh, at the same time too, but that wasn't a sexual thing. You just. You want to be around certain people. So when, at what age did that turn for you into, hey, now? And for me, I'm thinking it's like 12, 13, you know? So I don't want to say I was confused before that. I just didn't think of girls sexually because I didn't think of anyone sexually. But my point being, I'm I'm worried about a 9 or 10-year-old that does. Now, that may just be someone who figured it out earlier, fine. I'll give them that. If they want to be gay, don't care. If they want to dress drag, don't care. What I care about this, though, is it feels to me like the parents are exploiting it and the hypersexualization of it. It's just like this stuff with whenever I see pictures of John Benet Ramsey. Yeah, that's gross. That's crass and gross, too. But I have, I have friends whose kids are in dance, girls. Yeah. 
And they wore some really, like, small costumes on these. Do they put on makeup? Yeah. They do? That's, see, that's wrong. Up, these six, seven-year-old girls. Yeah, I mean, that's I, wrong. I would not do that with my kids. I just don't want to over-sexualize them. But what I worry about in this is I would I am perfectly willing to accept that if it's a drag queen show, that most people at that show are very confident of what their sexuality is, whether it's, you know, heterosexual people who like to go and see this or gay people who are really into it, whatever. I think 95% of those people, maybe it's 99.9, I don't know, but it's some number in that range, are comfortable with who they are and they're not aberrant, they don't have aberrant behavior or anything like that. What I'm worried about is the people that fit in, and I'm not saying they have to be homosexual, they could certainly be heterosexual, who fit into a category of either pedophilia or borderline pedophilia who are at these shows where they're just putting a kid out there like that in a very sexual position. And I I don't like that. I mean, throwing money at them? What the fuck are you teaching them? Well, and that's the thing. These drag shows are... I've been to drag shows when I was younger. Uh, uh, you know, went with... What was your drag name? <laughs> Blaze. Uh, they, they're... You shaved the beard for it. Right? <laughs> no, that's, that just added to it. Uh, they're, they're, sex, they're sexual... At, at the very least, they're sexual undercurrents to, to, their, to their act. Some of them don't strip. Right. So some basically just like lip sync uh, share. But for adults, who cares? Right. No, but exactly. Um, it's it's more like it's like a gay or it's a, 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 a you know, trans uh, uh, tranny uh, lip sync competition or, or burlesque is like that, that's right. a good example. Uh, well, a lot of burlesque shows are a mix of like drag and gay and straight. But uh, uh, burlesque is like basically strip with uh, with airs of uh, of artistic integrity, right? But it isn't. I mean, sometimes it can be. But fan placement. And- but a lot of it is there is a sexual, at the very least, a sexual undercurrent, even when there's no skin shown or there's no provocative, like really over the top sexual kind of like gyrating or whatever. There's still an undercurrent of this is a kind of a sexual kind of um, deal. Right. And so for adults, yeah, like you said, fine. You do not fucking bring kids into an environment like that at all. Well, look, if you... Um, and you don't have him dress up? I, you say you're okay with him dressing up drag? I'm not. I'm not okay with that. Because there's a difference between trying to... Uh, a kid feeling feminine and wanting to throw his hair out or wear a girl's dress and dressing in drag. Drag is a specific look. It's hypersexualized. It's overly makeup. It's the big long eyelashes. It's the fucking. It's the look that they're going for in drag. That's not right. Yeah, it's I'm a the, hyper. It's a hyper feminization that that has sexual overtures to it. I'm not the drag expert that you are. <laughs> um, but I mean, if a kid, I just mean if a kid wants to act, from if, if a homosexual boy wants to act feminine because he's pretty sure he's homosexual i i don't care i don't like the the parents in what i see in these two cases pushing it uh maybe even exploiting it Um, there's no maybe about it that's what they're doing here um well certainly when it comes to throwing money at them and getting sponsorships and a website now the parents are talking about not working because they want to start a gofundme to yeah yeah i mean that i'm not cool with but you much like you know you and I might go to a um, a cigar bar or something like that, and your demeanor and how you act and the language you use is totally different. You know, if you're playing sports with your guy friends, you're different than if you're playing in a church softball league, you know, where it's a mixed team or whatever. If you have drag shows where gay, trans, bi-curious people, hell, just straight-up heterosexuals who go, what the hell, I want to see what this is about, want to go to, because they like that. I don't care. Fine. Go ahead. It's not for me, but they can do it. When you start bringing kids into this, I don't know how that doesn't make you a little queasy, you know? It should make you more than a little queasy. It should make you infuriated. And another thing I'm tired of is this whole, um, you've been hearing more about these parents saying, well, uh, my, my, my child is, uh, uh, non-gender conforming or my child my my male biological male child believes that he's a female so he is a kid at that age doesn't know what the fuck is doesn't know up from fucking down 
doesn't know what he is. Uh, like, uh, you grow in and out of phases at that age. And when they start doing these fucking hormone blockers and shit, when they're talking about it, like 11 years old, I think. Yeah, that gets me infuriated. That's non. That's that's abuse. That that you sh- Your child should be taken away at that point. Well, look at all the kids. And the are... doctors that do it should be fucking locked up, too. I agree. Look at all of the... Um, look at all the kids who get circumcised, for example, and then later are really pissed at yeah. their parents. Yeah. You know? No, I get it. I mean, that's this that's not even on the scale of this, where you have hormone blockers where you're going to stunt somebody's sexual development to a point that can't be fixed. And that they'll they'll be infertile basically the rest of their lives too. They won't be able to have kids. Yeah, as as well as they won't have developed physically. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's fucking wrong. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, Owen Benjamin said, uh, he got in that whole big Twitter thing that cost him his whole agency. Um, yeah, about, he, yeah. But yeah, that's child abuse. It is. I I don't see how you can't see it that way. I mean, uh, Ben Shapiro threw out some stats, which I can't recall here, but he said there's a very large percentage of those kids who have... Um, transition therapy who then change back. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking about hormone blockers. They go through therapy like, you know, I'm I'm a boy. I really think I was born a, a woman. And so they go through all sorts of therapy and then they grow out of that. Um, that may or may not happen. I'm not saying that it's normal for that to happen or not normal. What I'm saying is don't make a permanent change to that when your kid can't really make a mature decision. Right. You know. What's the, if one of my boys came to me and said, I think I'm a girl, I would say, all right, let's roll with it and see what happens. You know? I would say, no, you're not a girl, you're a boy. Well. I would, I would say you're right. confused. No, no, no. I, I would tell them, look, you're a boy. You like hanging out with girls? You like, you like baking cakes? You like, uh, you like, uh, pink? Fine. Great. You, you you have some traits right now that are that that are uh, more aligned with with friends of yours that are girls. Great. You, you, You're not a girl. You want to wear a dress? That's your thing. You're gonna get beat up on the playground because kids are immature and they're vicious. Um, that's what you want. It's weird to me and it makes me a little uncomfortable. Oh, but I would be like, absolutely not. You're not wearing a dress. <laughs> that's why Kevin Hart got kicked out of uh, out of um, hosting the Oscars because yeah. he had that tweet about. You know, I'd hit my kid over the head with the Barbie Dreamhouse. Oh, that's gay. Yeah. I My point is, there's there's a lot of live and let live to this, but when you bring kids into it, I, I don't see any need to make kids pick teams. But the part that I think is funny and all ironical uh, is the idea that they say, we don't want traditional gender roles for kids. But when a kid comes out and says, I like to dress a certain way, and I like you know, to behave a certain way that the parent who says that and the people who believe this way say there aren't traditional roles. Oh, but now you're behaving like a female role. So you're a female. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Yeah, it's bullshit. They want to defend the kid's choice by saying there aren't boundaries, but they make the kid's choice for them or heavily influence that because they fit into a role. Well, if a kid can choose at that age, can choose um, what they're gender i'm using air quotes is uh no you didn't you're just saying i just did i did a little like a little wiggle of my fingers i thought you're um, me off <laughs> uh if they can then they can also decide all kinds of other things i guess and they if they if they have that kind of self-determination right so they can decide they're older too they can decide they're 18 for fuck's sake why not if they say i'm an adult now who's who's to say they're not well there was a court case of a guy in uh i think it was in the uk who's on match.com and he's 70, but he wanted to say who's 50 because right. he goes, I feel 50. I'm in great shape. I'm younger. And now you're limiting my options because you're saying I'm 70. I'm 50. Yeah. And I think it was in the UK, but this case did happen and, and it went to court and they said, no, you're, you got to put your age. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. This kind of shit. Um, and I, th- I think if they're allowing this, the kids to say, or, or, or to determine what they are, why not determine any other things? If if a kid, let's say, uh, let's say it's his siblings are disabled, he goes, well, I identify as disabled. Like, well, uh, I'm, my sibling doesn't have any legs, and I I don't feel like I should have legs. 
what if the disabled kid doesn't identify as disabled? <laughs> you know what I mean? What if they say, no, 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 I, I should have been born with legs. Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> I, we're, you have certain biological facts you can't escape, and the age thing is one of them. So when the guy said, no, I want to say I'm 50. Well, you can't. Why not? Well, because biologically well, you're not. According to Desmond's parents and Desmond, he's gay. And he was born gay, which is crazy talk. But uh, you know what? So if you are gay, maybe you maybe you were born that way. I don't know. I don't care. But why is it an issue for a 9-year-old or 11-year-old kid? Uh, to go out, to, to, like I said, the drag, the, it's the issue of the drag life, the... The drag persona is the problem I'm having. You're a dragist. You're I am. dragophobic. I don't care. And here's they, they've been. You, you saw the videos and the, and the stories about the the schools bringing drag queens in to read to kids to to normalize freaky men in, in in drag. Like there's pictures of these guys with like full on beards and like you know sparkly makeup and horns and just looking like fucking complete freaks. Yeah, I, yeah, they, yeah. I said that they look like freaks because they are. Um, and they're sitting there trying to normalize that for these kids. Like, look, if you want to be anything you want, you can be a fucking monster if you want. You you can you can um, you're a dinosaur now if you want to be. If you if you want to be a, a dinosaur, Bobby, look at this fucking drag. This guy looks like a fucking monster. You can be that if you want. Why not? So I could little I could, Billy. Uh, you're a, you're a fucking dinosaur now. I could identify as a dragon and eat a whole pig. And be like, yeah, it's normal. Or attempt to, at least. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just sickened with the, the, it's cultural Marxism. We've talked about this in the past. It's, it's kind of trying to destroy the nuclear family, destroy tradition. Um, it's a whole kind of Marxist kind of thing to just, just disrupt, um, and, and to make the, uh, the state the father figure, to make the government control. That's what it's all fucking about. This kind of mar cultural Marxism leads into actual Marxism, into communism, you know, all that kind of shit. You know what this is? It's a disruption of everything that's right. This is, you wanted to say it's of everything that's white. Because you, <laughs> well, that was a dog whistle, yeah, I guess, right? You just, you, and I heard it. That's, uh, you just want to hang around white people, mm -hmm. right? How so, do we get to that <laughs> All right. How do we turn there? Because you're trying to normalize everything to what well, you want. that would be a good transition to the next story. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. All right. Yeah, I had a smooth transition there, and you fucked it all up. All right. So everybody knows I'm disgusted by this uh, whole uh, instance, and I think the parents should be uh, fucking in jail. I think the uh, everybody at that bar should be ashamed of themselves and probably uh, surveilled for being peds, uh, uh, chomos. All of them? Anybody that threw money and anybody that was clapping and going, woo, should be surveilled for being a fucking chomos, a child molesters. It's not a little big brotherish to you? Disgusting. No, absolutely not. As we've established in the past, I am a proponent of the government pre-crime hit squads. <laughs> so, Okay. All right. So there was a student, a Columbia student. Um, who has been smeared all over the media, social media and regular media as a racist for saying, I love white people, mm -hmm. defending uh, Europeans and white people. And he went on a drunken like rant and it was filmed, but the whole thing wasn't filmed. Um, the part leading up to it wasn't filmed, just him, him going on the rant. As if, and, and the, all the quotes from the media, the left media that are calling him racist, saying that he went on a racist rant and that he targeted minority kids and he, 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 uh, abused them or whatever is bullshit. But, um, here's a story. Uh, this is from the Free Republic. So it says, U.S. student slandered as racist after saying, I love white people. It's on October 15th. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say who this is by a deal Victic Semper Tyrannus <laughs> physics student, Julian von Abel. Is it Abel? A-B-E-L-E. 21 was recently accused of being racist in a wide, wide range of American me media. I love white people. He says in a short video that received great attention. The clip is from a heated exchange that Julian, who at the time seems to have been somewhat energized, which they mean intoxicated 
had with a group of aggressive leftists at Columbia University in New York. Yeah, here's a quote from him. Europeans built the modern world. We invented science and industry, and you want to tell us to stop because, oh my God, we're so bad, he continues. In mainstream media, he's described as a racist who completely unprovoked harassed other students, even though he clearly states that he hates no other groups. He says, I don't hate anyone, is what he said. I just love white people. He says that, though, but he doesn't really mean it. This also led to Columbia University's management to initiate an investigation of him, of course. It all began when a left-wing group accused Trump supporters of encouraging sexual violence. A large group of students gathered around... This is from him, a quote from the student. A large group of students gathered around me and told me that I had no right to share my views on women as I am a white male with white privilege. I believe that every single person should love themselves and love their culture, and we should be allowed to be proud of our heritage, he says. Julian Von Abel is described as a young genius who is already in 2015, despite his young age, published an advanced physics books, physics book on parallel universes. All right. So here's the, uh, here, I'm going to play well, the clip. Hang on one quick. second All before right. you do that. So let's grant for a second that he can't speak on women's issues or um, race issues because he's a white male. Let's just say, okay, that's true. But then... No one of color or any women can comment on white male issues. They right. can't. Right. If everybody has to stick to their lane, then everyone has to stick to their lane. So no one can have an opinion outside of anything that they're an expert in. Yeah. Is that where we want to go? And also uh, cultural appropriation, too. If white people can't uh, culturally appropriate any other culture, then that, that goes reverse. So that means that there's no black Santa anymore. That's for sure. Right. You know, because Santa's based Santa's, on a based know. on a European white man. It's cult, cultural appropriation. Yeah. So here's the uh, uh, real quick clip of the guy. He obviously he's you can tell he's he's drunk, he's inebriated, right. and he's responding to that. He's being harassed, and in, in the video, you're not going to be able to see. Um, he's getting actually like poked and prodded as he's speaking. Like people are coming, like these students are coming up aggressively against him. Mm-hmm. So okay. We built the modern world. Who? Europeans. Europeans. Built the modern world. We invented science and industry. We invented science and industry. And you want to tell us to stop because, oh my God, we're so bad. We invented the modern world. I feel you. We invented the modern world. Yeah, right now. We saved billions of people from starvation. Are you joking? We built modern civilization. People are the best thing that ever happened to the world. We are so amazing. I love myself and I love white people. Fuck yeah, white people. He's running around. Fuck yeah, white men. We're white men. Oh, yeah, wait. We did everything. I don't hate other people. I just love my white men. I don't hate other people. I just love white men. Now, if it is any other race doing that, it'd be nothing. It'd be no big deal. Because that happens all the time on these college campuses. Um, um, any race or uh, ethnicity or gender saying, hey, I'm proud to be what I am. And here's the accomplishments of, of my heritage that I'm proud of. That would be nothing. There would be no blank, blank. It would be considered hate speech. Yeah. You know, you know we were, we've talked about racial issues a, a lot of times on this podcast. And one time when we were when I was doing some research for one of the other uh, ones we did I was going through some YouTube videos and the algorithm starts pulling up interracial dating couples. And there were, there was one of these two black women um, who were sitting down talking sort of to the camera, but to each other. And uh, one of them was talking about how she, uh, how her friend sitting with her there had just started. Uh, she, no, not just started, but she was only dating white guys now. And she's like, that's so weird. What's it like? You know, what's all? It's like just a person, you know? And the gal that she's talking to is like going, I don't know. I mean, it's just, what was he, what was he like when you cut your hair? Cause she had short hair. She's like, he didn't really care. And then her friend starts asking her stuff like, um, well, when you go out dancing, can he actually dance? She's like, yeah, he can dance. And she's like, what's it like in the bedroom? She's like, it's good. A good time. And the other one's like going, wow, this is like, this is like crazy. Maybe I should date a white guy. 
I'm just going, if this was the other way around, if this is two white women talking on dating a black guy, everyone would be like, get that video down. What a couple yeah. of bigots. I I don't think it's a problem for, you know, if if in my single days I approached a black woman and said, hey, would you like to go out? And she said, I really only like black guys. I said, well, too bad for me then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You like what you like. Yeah. You know? That doesn't mean you exclude everything else. This guy saying, hey, you know, I look, we're from the Midwest, which means we probably hang out with semi-conservative or semi-liberal because there's not a whole lot of extremes here. Um, just the extremes on the left in this area are really loud. Uh, we're probably hanging out with sort of blue-collar to, you know, white-collar Midwestern values, generally white people, that doesn't mean we wouldn't hang out with or don't hang out with people of other, you know, Hispanic or black or whatever. It's not like just because you're generally around one group makes you racist. And this yeah, kid but saying, I like white people. He's not saying, I prefer white people because all the other races are shit. Yeah, but there, if he would have said, without saying other races are shit, if he said, I prefer white people, I prefer being around white people, there's nothing wrong with that either. For a black person to prefer being around other black people, there's nothing wrong with that. If, you, if you're more comfortable in your culture, or and yeah, race is linked to culture, and I'm, I'm not saying you can't be, you know, you, you, you can't intermix culturally. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if, if you're, if I go to a predominantly black area, let's say, and um, I'm one of the only white people and maybe there's a hundred black people there. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be less comfortable than if I'm with white people the same way, the other way around, probably actually probably not as much if black people that are in a group of a bunch of white people probably should end up, end up being more comfortable because they are generally treated better from my experience. So, uh, it's, it's a cultural thing. Um, but it is it, it is racial because obviously race and culture are tied together. Yeah, it was funny. Not too long after college, um, I was working with this woman who was Jewish, and her she had a friend who I was really interested in. So I was like, "Hey, you gonna set me up with your friend?" And we were talking and everything. So we all went out one night, and we get to talking, and this woman I was interested in told you know the three of us are talking and just talking about dating and all that, and she says this gal who i worked with her uh dad wanted her to meet a jewish guy he okay he really wanted her and she goes yeah it's hard dating and i'm like why she goes my dad never let me marry someone who wasn't jewish okay and i'm like okay for me it's like look you like who you like and a religion shouldn't really get in the way of that but so what that's your thing you know that's also, that's also racial well no because you know well, wait. Are are Jews outside the? Uh, it's a it's ra it's racial too. I mean, come I'm, on. No, I'm yeah. just joking. Yeah, I but mean, the, it's like I get, and the thing is, I'm not offended by that. Her dad saying, "Yeah, I would like to keep. I would like to my daughter to marry a Jew." Uh, it doesn't offend me. I mean, it'd be like, oh, okay, fine. But you, if you want to make up your own mind, then date me. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, I get your dad. You know, he's he, he he's he wants to uh, – not only does he want to uh, propagate his gene, his genes, he wants to propagate his culture and all that other kind of stuff because that's just human nature. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, if, if you don't, you don't. If you do, you do. I don't care. Well, I mean, I've known people and I don't know if this is – I don't think this is racist, but it is It is different. I've known people who said, you know, I, I would um, – you know, never date a person of another race seriously, like never get married to them. And you're like, why not? And they're like, because I want my kids to look like me. Yeah. There's something to that. And there probably is. I mean, I... It's biological, really. Yeah, I figure you you love who you love. But, you know, if people have, if people have things they're attracted to, they're not going, well, I'd never... I'd never date someone of another race because I'm just not going to get with a darkie or something like that. That's where I'd be like... No. Now you're just being but, weird. I mean, you've seen the clip with Muhammad Ali talking about the birds, uh, the the bluebirds wanting to be the bluebirds, and the yellowbirds wanting to be with the yellowbirds. Did you ever yeah. see that clip? 
Yeah. And I mean, the, the interviewer, a white guy, was pretty shocked by it. But he's like, you, you want your children? He, he said that you want your children to look like you. <laughs> uh, he, he was not a proponent. Uh, Muhammad Ali wasn't a proponent of race mixing. No, he wasn't. Um, I don't think he was um, antagonistic, though, towards it. He was never like, I don't think, I don't ever recall him. I think when he was back in his, you know, loud mouth popping off mm-hmm. days, he was. I never heard the the quotes or anything of him saying anything. Like I think when he was in his real militant stage. Okay. But I, in defense of him, he was spouting off about a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, he brought out a lot of racial stuff. I mean, But it comes back around to nowadays, <clears throat> everybody's a protected class except white people. And the Jews. They're what? getting to be that you can't, you know, you can persecute them now, too. Well, I, the ADL is still very Yeah, much. the ADL is big, but, I mean, nobody cares about, you know, Obama shitting all over Israel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that might be different because well, that's, that's a nation's, you know, it's a different deal. Maybe. But I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people who go, well. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people to consider if you're Jewish or white. So, I mean, yeah, they, they'll but, get shit on for being white. But they're super successful and overly educated and yeah. uh, proportionately rich, so mm-hmm. or disproportionately rich. So, yeah, you can hate them, too. Yeah, I, probably, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I but know. but as far as protected classes go, it's it's enough with this shit because it's it's getting to the point where this kind of stuff is happening a lot where if all you have to do – I've seen it where – uh, you've seen it where the college campuses they were a year ago, they're putting up signs that say it's okay to be white and, yeah. and the, the hand wringing and the pearl clutching and the calling it abhorrent and racist. It was called violent, vile and violent is what it was called. It's like, uh, you're proving our point. It's, it's not, it's none of those things. Anyone who's ever had their ass kicked, I mean, beaten up would never compare that to violence. Yeah. You know, if a, someone slapped a, a, a leaflet up or on a, on a, on a light pole that said uh, blacks are the superior race. Yeah, that's offensive. That's that's racist. They'd probably take it down. That's racist. Uh, whatever. It's, it's wrong. A white guy does the same thing. Whites are the superior race. Then you can go, OK, that's racist. That's not cool. But it's OK to be white is not that. You're, if you're reading into that, then that means you're the racist because you are reading into it because you think all race, all whites are, I guess, inherently racist then? Well, we, we've brought this up before. I think sometimes people project the worst part of themselves onto other people. You know, when they say you shouldn't have guns because they know what they'd do if they had all the guns. Or you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't. Uh, treat other races different because they know what they do if they could. And it's like, I am not at the table. Yeah. Freaking. I am not, you know, subject to your bad qualities, you know, because you're afraid of how you'd act. If you were in charge, don't tell me how I have to act. If, if I was, you know, my wife had to take a diversity class for, for work. And she said it was, you know, eight hours of the worst stuff. Ever. They had to do the, the privilege march, yeah. Uh, the privilege race, race where they no, start at one line and then they take steps forward. Yeah, so they go out in the parking lot, and they, they do have, it, and then when they're all done, shit. they have to turn around and look at each other. And I said, you know what? Just to mess the test up, you should have lied in it. You know, when someone said, "I've never been denied uh, um, a job due to my race," just go. Well, I've been denied a job, so yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, how does a black person know what's because I'd have just race? walked up there. So let's just cut to the quick, and I'd have ran up and grabbed the ring. <laughs> Winner. Yeah, well, she said. I While think, wearing blackface. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just God. a mud mask. A mud, like a charcoal mud mask. I was just, I'm just beautifying. It's just my beauty regimen. What's the matter with you tonight? Yeah, I mean, I'm angry. <laughs> I can tell. I'm always angry. I'm like the Hulk. That's my secret. <laughs> Good to know. Um so she said she's never really been conscious of race in a negative way until she's been subject to all this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like the people in that class who were uh, not white were all black. And it was all like, you know, people coming at me about this and coming at me about this. And she said it was she says now when I see a black person, I almost feel like I have to be like. What are they going to say to me now? 
Whereas before it was just a person. Yeah. And is it okay for black people to have uh, spaces where it's all black people that get together and, and, and have like something for, for them as black people and celebrate their heritage and, and intermingle and, and not have white people be involved. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah, I think so not? too. I think it's okay. Is it okay for white people to do that? No. Oh, absolutely not. Cause they're, cause they're yeah. Nazis if they do it. Let's say, let's say the majority of your area is white and you have, um, uh, uh, uh history center that's you know anglo or european history and you have members that are have heritage that traces back to that whatever scandinavian or whatever anglo history it is and it's a membership club and then um a few minorities move into the area and they go what's going on every friday well that these people that are all this heritage that get together and they're part of this club and they're like well why can't i be part of that club well you're not that heritage well that's racist I need to be part of that club, and they would win that fight. The minorities nowadays. Now the other way around, it wouldn't. The whites moving into a majority black neighborhood that had we have this, you know, African heritage. We're all from Zimbabwe or whatever, and we get together. And but it's only for us. Uh, no Europeans allowed. You think they would be? No, uh, said no. You have to allow the Europeans into that. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, and you shouldn't. For that, that's that's your thing. That's a cultural thing. It's a racial thing that's okay to have that's exclusionary see i don't know if i want to go so far as you shouldn't i mean like i'm i i'm a very high percentage irish and if i had a saint patrick's day thing that i went to that was very traditional although saint patrick's day is not a great example because most of the saint patrick's traditions we talk about are all american versions but just say it was and there was a black person or hispanic person who goes hey what's this all about i'd be like hey come on let me show you you know, if it was a club that I wouldn't be like, you can't. Let's say I wanted to along. join an Irish like because I have a, a high percentage of Irish, too. And, and uh, well, not high percentage. That's why you're a, so angry. A bro. percentage of Irish. Uh, let's say there is a club and it's like, uh, you know, we're we're Irish and we celebrate Irish heritage. But you got to be, uh, you know, 90, 90 percent Irish to be part of this, you know, and you got to prove it. And I'd be like, oh, damn, I can't be part of this. Well, dang, is there something else I can be part of that has to do with Irish culture? Because I really want to do this. But this one thing, I guess I can't. I wouldn't, I would be bummed out. I wouldn't want the government to step in because it's not necessary for my life to live, to be part of that group. It's not, they're not denying me housing. They're not denying me food or access to, you know, Yeah. you know what I'm talking about? It's okay to have those exclusionary clubs that are just not something that's necessary for living or for, you know, fulfillment of your life. No, if they had a store that said you got to prove you're 75% Irish to shop here. Yeah, no, no. no. I have a problem with that. Yeah, and especially if there's no alternatives. If that's, you know, I have to go 50 miles out of the way to go to a different store, that's bullshit. <laughs> you can't. You know, uh, Ron and Rand Paul did bring up something about this that made me, I think we've talked about this before, that did make me think a little differently on that. And that's that they weren't necessarily fans of the civil rights um, laws because they said if somebody says they don't want to serve black people let's just let them do that and they said because the marketplace of ideas and capitalism is going to weed those people out real fast you know there's just not enough people nowadays who would support that kind of place and they'll go out of business and it's a great opportunity for someone else well i mean it's like most businesses have this where they say we have a right to refuse service to anyone for any reason yeah, but it, that doesn't cover but, race. I know, but then they'll just say, well, we're not doing it because of race. We're doing it because I just don't like the way that person talked to me. Yeah. You know, that, or I don't, I, I, we have a dress code that they're not adhering to. Whatever. Fuck. Well, that restaurant, uh, the two restaurants in town here, Bar Louie, they did that at one point. They're like, no backwards hats, no baggy shirts, pull your pants up kind of thing. And everyone was like, oh, they're, they don't want black people there. You know, because mm-hmm. of course only black people dress like that. Oh, and wiggers. Yeah, exactly. But the yeah, it's it's this it's getting out of hand because it's it's very very much it's easy to see that it's it's hypocritical and that white the the whites are bearing the brunt of this now. And they're going, oh poor you, whites have had it so good. Well, they can handle it. And it's like it's not the point. It's like I I, I just. The point of it's the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy, and you're making things worse. Race, race relations are worse because of it. I agree. So if you want to make race relations better, stop shitting on white people. And in the extreme of that, we get to our next subject. Oh, God. 
Should we do a table topic first? Yeah. Not too damn serious. All right, you ready? Sure. I I captured the brick. It was my white privilege to allow me to do that. All right. Who's your favorite celebrity on TV now and why? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Favorite celebrity on TV right now. See, I don't watch much TV anymore, so. Marcus Lemonis is mine. Who's that? The guy who um, uh, is the TV show The Prophet goes in and saves struggling businesses. Okay. Either that or uh, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, mostly because I saw him speak at a convention. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this before. He's a great speaker. I just thought he was great. He's He he uh, he uh, promotes himself sarcastically as Mr. Wonderful because mm-hmm. he's not. He's right. like a Simon Cowell of Shark Tank. He's like, your idea sucks. Get out of here, you know, kind of thing. Um, but he's a smart guy, and uh, I just like that he's real direct. What's the que- what's say the question again? Who is, uh, who's your favorite celebrity right now on TV, and why? Yeah, I guess I can't pick a favorite because okay. I don't watch those type of shows anyway, like Shark Tank and all that. So the I mean, if I watch anything on TV, it's probably a drama or a sci-fi channel series, and I don't admire anybody on it. I mean. There's not one actor or actress I point out. doesn't say who you admire. It says who's your favorite. All right. I don't even have a favorite. Okay. So I don't say that's the best. Well, I used to. Like when Justified was on, I thought uh, Timothy Oliphant was awesome. That's a great character, great actor. So Well, that show's on TV somewhere. There we so go. that could okay. be your answer. All right. What makes someone a success? Yeah. Pass. Hard work. Yeah. Well, a little bit of luck. Hard work. Perseverance. And, oh, well, luck is always, yeah. I mean, in play no matter what, good, bad, or otherwise, but... For me, what makes someone a success is doing stuff that other people either can't do as well or don't want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, perseverance. Yeah, that's good, too. All right, last one. Which do you enjoy most, music, television, or movies? Uh, it's not music for you. It's probably, probably movies. Yeah, it's got to be because you're always, you're always talking about Yeah, it's movies. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge music fan. I like a lot of different genres, and I I like singing karaoke beautifully. I might add, but uh, yeah, I'm not. A huge, I mean, I don't need, like. I don't even listen to music when I work out. Which, Someday on this podcast, you're going to sing, so we can just put that whole damn thing to rest. Awesome. Everything. Sure. Take my side. You're going to let me pick my my best songs. Got like a, a sure. my repertoire. Whatever. Oh, you're screwed. You can have home field advantage. People are going to be begging for more. You're going to sound like Neil Young trying to take a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me, I don't know. It's not television because I don't watch a ton of it. So it's music or movies. I guess music I like more because I listen to it more often. But I do, I love going to like a movie theater on a Saturday, buying a big, huge tub of popcorn and just sitting there for two hours watching a good movie. I love that. So it could be either one. All right. So if you need to get a hold of us, it's a rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. You can check out our Facebook page. Which is Bread and Circuses Podcast on Facebook. We'll have uh, all of our old episodes on there. You can check them out, listen up, and tell us which one is the best. Don't tell us which one is the worst because we don't fucking care. See you, bye.